Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we check in with the newest member of the Winnipeg Ice, Dawson Bartow from Fox Warren, Manitoba. He'll fill us in with some Fox Warren facts as well as talk about the trade that sent him here from Red Deer. He was the captain there. What's it like being in a new spot? We'll also talk to Valor FC's Dylan Carrero back for the 2020 season. It was announced today by the team. We'll check in on his offseason on the show. And finally, Winnipeg badminton coach Elliot Beals on a recent para-badminton test event in Japan, getting ready for the 2020 Olympics and Paralympics. That's all on the podcast. The big addition for the Winnipeg Ice ahead of the recent WHL trade deadline was Dawson Bartow, a defenseman from Fox Warren, Manitoba, who was previously the captain of the Red Deer Rebels. So far, he has a goal and two assists through two games with Winnipeg, just turned 20 a few days ago, one of the veterans on the young team now, and he joins us on the CGOB Sports Show Dawson, take me back to when you got the news about the trade. What was that experience like? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it was a whirlwind of emotions uh, being with the team for that long. And when you've been traded, it was uh, it was a little bit of a shock. But, I mean, uh, I'm coming to a great team, a team that has a shot at winning it all. And uh, I'm really excited to be here and be with this uh, really good group of guys. And how have you found your time? You've played just a couple games with the team so far, but how have you have you found that you've been fitting in? Uh, so far, it's been good. I mean, uh, lots of the players are just so highly skilled. I mean, it, it doesn't take much to find your chemistry with a lot of them. So uh, I'm super lucky with that, and I'm fortunate for this opportunity. But, uh, yeah, the first couple games have been uh, really good. And the fact that you get to play for a team in your home province, how's that? Yeah, obviously that's uh, that's another part that uh, makes it super exciting coming home. Um, I mean, I'll get uh, my family get to watch me a lot more than they did when I was in Red Deer, so that's also super exciting. How big is Fox Warren? Uh, I think the population is around seventy five. Might not even be that high anymore. Okay, so t- tell people mm-hmm. something they may not know, and I'm sure most people don't know anything about Fox Warren. Um, I think the biggest thing that people don't know is uh, former NHL player and second overall pick, Pat Loon, grew up and was born, was raised there, and he's obviously a big hockey icon and someone that I look up to. And I mean, I think that's uh, one of the biggest ones. Ah, uh, yes, one of the staples of the San Jose Sharks expansion, Pat Faloon, yeah, and uh, Dawson Bartow as well, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So do you get to spend uh, and that much time in Fox Warren? What is it, like a three-hour drive to Winnipeg? Yeah, it's about a three, three and a little bit, It's uh, but it's all on one road, so it's it's a pretty easy track in. Okay. So your, uh, your time in the WHL, how have you found your growth as a player from when you first broke in to where you are now as a 20-year-old? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's uh, it's been... Uh, it's been a good career. I mean, lots of uh, ups and downs, I guess you could say, starting it all off. It was obviously hard being a 16-year-old and just growing. And I, I, owe, I do owe a lot of that to, to Red Deer. Obviously, I grew up there from 16 to, to 19, and uh, that's, been, uh, that's been really good. Uh, but, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an awesome career so far, and I'm looking to uh, keep it going here in Winnipeg and uh, go after a championship. Yeah, how far do you think this team can go? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think we have the uh, 
the guys and the team and the organization to to go as far as we we possibly can. I mean, sky's the limit. It just a matter is how how hard we want to work for it. And how much damage did it do to that those chances with Connor McLennan going down for eight to ten weeks the other night? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, he's a he's a huge part of the team, and a, and a, that's the that's a good thing with this team. I mean, there's a lot of good players playing low in the lineup, and now they kind of get a chance to come up and and uh, see, and we get to see what they can do. So, I mean, obviously, it's tough for Connor. It's a big year for him, but I mean, he's a great player. Everybody knows that. So, it gives uh, some of those other guys to kind of jump up and try and uh, fill a little bit of his shoes. Obviously, he's a hard guy to fill in for, but yeah, I feel like uh, it was a tough blow, but I mean, I think we're going to be okay. Talking tonight with Dawson Barteau. He is a defenseman on the Winnipeg Ice, traded recently from the Red Deer Rebels, where he was the captain of that team. You turned 20 just a few days ago on the 12th. Did you do anything special? Oh, no, it was just obviously it was a, it was a busy couple of days, so I just wanted to relax, uh, kind of hang out with my new billets, uh, just not do anything for the day and just uh, catch my breath. So you move in with a new family. Were you with the same family your whole time at Red Deer? Yes, I was. So what was that like saying goodbye to them? Yeah, obviously it hasn't quite happened yet. I mean, I get to get to go to Red Deer a couple of times, so obviously I'm, I'm holding off saying goodbye to them. Uh, they have really became a part of my family. So that one uh, will definitely be uh, be a tough one. It'll be a lot of emotions, but uh, they know that this is uh, this is good for my development and good for me. And obviously, they're they're always going to be a part of my family, and I'll always stay in touch with them. So it's not just a goodbye; it's just a feeling. Right. Now you were drafted by the Dallas Stars in 2018. First of all, when you found out that you were drafted, what was that moment like for your family? Oh yeah, uh, obviously it was it was a really exciting day. Um, something that you look forward to since you're a little kid. So to kind of have it uh, have it happen, see your name up on that up on that board, uh, it was a it was a huge moment for me. And I know my family knew how hard I worked for it, so it was exciting for them to see it all happen too. And then to sign the three-year entry-level deal this fall, how big is how big was that for you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's a little bit more fresh in my memory. So it was super exciting. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a have a really good camp and really impress them, and just run ran with it from there. And um, but yeah, that's uh, that's obviously your first step, kind of getting your or your second step, getting your toes into the next level into pro hockey. So yeah, I was obviously excited to get it done kind of earlier in the year and be able to just uh, play my game and not have uh, too much to stress about with that side of it. Obviously your focus is the Winnipeg ice right now, but are you keeping track of how Dallas is doing? Yeah, of course. Obviously you, you look up on your, your Sportsnet app or TSN or anything like that and just check in on them and, see how they're doing and obviously they're a really good team this year so hopefully they uh they get to go for a run for it too you're gonna start thinking about dallas and the next level not right now right you're this year right now january 16th it's all about the dub yeah exactly i mean i'm i'm all here i'm all winnipeg um i'm doing anything i can to help this team win 
doing just anything I can to better myself and better this team and be a good team guy. So obviously this team isn't uh, a very old team, so I'm trying to be a good role model too. So, but yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all Winnipeg ice for sure. And you're you're new to this team, and a lot of times we hear about how the road trips are the big bonding experiences. You came right in the middle of almost a month long homestand. You don't get to go on the road for still a little bit. Are you looking forward at all to getting on the road to maybe get to know the guys a bit more? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, the road is a good uh, good bonding thing, but uh, it's kind of nice to have this little this homestead and get uh, my roots settled here with my billets and that kind of a thing. And obviously, having family close here, I get to visit them a little bit while I get this homestead, and then I get to head out to Alberta and go to Red Deer and have that all happen. So, you know what? I'm okay with taking a couple. Uh, a couple of weeks off from being out there. So obviously it's been good, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there and being a part of the, the road trip with the guys. Well, Dawson, I appreciate your time tonight. Good luck this weekend and uh, throughout the rest of the season here. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, Valor FC is slowly, but surely putting together its squad for 2020. And one of the names that will be, on the team, on the pitch, will be one familiar to those who watched Valor FC in their inaugural season. That is Dylan Carrero, who had two goals, two assists in his opening season, in the opening season of Valor FC in the Canadian Premier League. And he joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Dylan, good evening. Welcome to, welcome to the show. Good evening. Thanks for having me. So how long was this in the works for you to come back to Valor? Uh, we've been on talk since the end of the season, obviously, when we had uh, end-of-the-year meetings with uh, the coaching staff and uh, just speaking to the to the coaching staff and uh, speaking about myself and my uh, season and what's looking forward for the next season. We thought it was uh, the right decision to, to come back and uh, come and play for Valor again for another season. Was there any hesitation to try something else or did it always seem to you they wanted to be back here? There, there's always hesitation. You always look around and see what the options are. But uh, like I said, Winnipeg's my hometown, and I enjoyed the the first season I had there. And uh, uh, like I like I like I said today on my post, it's unfinished business, and that's the reason why I'm coming back. So, what do you feel you can do better this season? Well, as a team perspective, we know that it wasn't the greatest. Uh, we we struggled. A, we weren't consistent enough, and we struggled a lot throughout the season. So as a team base, uh, we, I feel that uh, we, we obviously need to pull results uh, this season and, and win more games and uh, especially uh, try to make our home, our home field uh, a fortress and make it hard to come, out here, to, come to uh, investors' group field and, and play there. Um, for an, um, an individual's uh, standpoint, I think uh, was, I was a little bit unhappy with, with my performance throughout the whole season. I think, uh, I think I'm a better player than, than what I showed last season, and, uh, and that's a big reason why I do want to come back, because I do want to show, show uh, Valor, and I want to show uh, the fans of Winnipeg what, uh, the, real, like, the real Dylan Carrero and the, 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 the Carrero that, uh, that they expected last season. And what is the real Dylan Carrero? Well, someone who's just who's just more more powerful, more aggressive going forward, uh, a goal a goal scorer, a goal creator, and uh, and that's what they're gonna get out of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna produce. I'm gonna hopefully produce more. And I'm and I've been working hard every single day in the off season to 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 get that to get that uh, improving and to get that going forward into the season. What does a typical off season day look like for you? 
uh, I did enjoy a little bit of time off, but uh, it's it's a it's a lot. It's uh, first off, I changed I changed just my eating habits, the way I eat. Uh, uh, I, I have a personal trainer, so I go and see a personal trainer um, three four times a week. I also do my own stuff on the side, and I try to get as much touches on the ball throughout the week as I can. So uh, it's a busy it's a busy week, but in the end uh, in the end point, I hope it's to be successful this season coming up. What's the item of food that you cut out that you miss the most? Oh, there, there's a lot, but uh, it's, it's it's a lot of the carbs I cut out, and uh, I've just got a, a lot of higher protein intake and and all that to uh, try to build more muscle going into the season. No cheese. No cheese. No, no. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of cheese, so okay. that was pretty easy for me. Obviously, I like it on the pizza, but yeah, no. So, are you allowed to eat pizza? Uh, I don't. Um, right now I'm on a strict strict diet. Uh, where I kind of eat the same thing for lunch and dinner every single day. Um, so I'm seeing how that's that's going and how that's uh, gonna improve uh gonna improve my body and the way I feel and go from there. So far, has it felt different? I do. I do. I feel I feel stronger. I feel I feel a lot better than the way I felt last year. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I see the difference and I feel the improvement. So I'm I'm happy with how it's going so far. Talking with Dylan Carrero, who is coming back to Valor FC for the 2020 season. Uh, just looking back at 2019, from a, the way the league was run and the scheduling, is there anything you'd like to see different for 2020? Of course, we'd like to see. Uh... I would well, myself. I'd like to see the traveling a little bit uh, lower down. It was a lot of times where we would play uh, an away game on a Wednesday and then have to go and travel again on for, on a Friday to get there for a Saturday. It's pretty tough on the body. It's pretty tough on the mind, and uh, mentally, it's 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 draining. So uh, if they can if they can change that, where we we stay in Alberta maybe for a, a couple a couple of days just so we get two games in Alberta and then we go back home, it, it's a little bit more rest that we can get, and we don't have to travel and fly in the air and the kilometers we put on our body um and also just uh, expanding the season not having three games in 10 days i think that that's that, that that kills most teams it's 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 hard to uh it's hard to uh to, to get ready for a game and then have to rejuvenate and get ready for another game in three days later so i think the biggest thing is the the scheduling on where they're putting each team each 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 game week and uh if they could spread the games out a little bit more so we don't have two week two week breaks have you been talking with any of your other teammates from 19 about coming back? Yeah, yeah, we talk. Uh, there's, uh, we, we, I talked to a lot of the guys that, that were there last year. Um, some guys are going other ways. Some guys, like, as you see, Louis, uh, Louis, he was one of my good friends on the team, so he decided uh, Halifax was a, was a good option for him, and he ended up uh, signing there. Um, but, yeah, I talked to a few of the guys. There's some guys that are, that are still in talks with the coaching staff and some that are going to move on, but... That's football, and uh, you just got to move forward and and go on to the next season. The other man attached to your name on the news release today is Diego Gutierrez. Explain what he brings to the team. Oh, he's uh, his 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 energy, his his attitude towards towards wanting to win, wanting to win every single battle. Uh, you can't get wrong with his technical ability. Uh, he's probably one of the most technical players on the team that was there last year. Um, so the energy he brings is gonna is gonna be massive uh, going into the season. I'm I'm going to be happy to play with him again. And finally, when you see someone from the CPL, in this case, Joel Waterman, gets the chance to transfer from Cavalry FC to the Montreal Impact, how does that feel being part of this league and seeing someone right away after just one year getting the jump to the MLS? 
Yeah, well, well, first off, uh, credit to Joel Waterman. I actually I played against him in my last university year at the national championship uh, in BC, and we, we we matched up against each other in the quarterfinal match, and uh, so that's when I started getting to know him. And he had an incredible year with uh, with Calgary, and uh, full credit to him. He uh, he made the jump. He deserves it. Uh, he had a great season, and uh, I hope he uh, he goes and. Uh, and shows what what the quality the Canadian Premier League has. As I think there will be a lot more that will that will end up making the jump. Uh, not only the MLS, but possibly uh, going to Europe. So it's it's huge. Well, Dylan, I appreciate your time tonight. Continued success through the off season, and we'll check in when you get back to Winnipeg for the 2020 season. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That is Dylan Carrero, Winnipegger, right now in Toronto training for the 2020 season. Elliot Beals is the head badminton coach and professional at the Winnipeg Winter Club and coaches Olivia Meyer, who was one of Canada's top pair of badminton players recently. They went to Japan for a Paralympic test event ahead of the 2020 Olympic and Paralympic Summer Games in Tokyo. Elliot joins us now on the show. Uh, thanks for doing this tonight, Elliot. What was that experience like for you and your team? Uh, for me, it was great. I've, uh, I've never been that far before, uh, especially for a badminton tournament. Um, to be able to see the the top players in the world for for para badminton was uh, definitely an eye opener uh, because of the challenges that uh, that are in uh, para. Um, what really stood out for me was the wheelchair badminton, uh, being able to hit and to move a wheelchair around the court, um, be able to stop and go. Um, to me, was was exceptionally uh, amazing. Um, for for them uh, to be able to hit to the shuttle almost behind you and kind of flat out uh, hitting the shuttle uh, full court uh, and also being able to hit it in front of you and move in um, and, and retrieve a shot that uh, that someone else hit from the back of the court was uh, was just amazing. Um, also, the setup of the venue was uh, amazing in itself. How they had it was for uh, any standing long players who played on a different uh, type of surface is what the courts that we use at our roller courts, whereas all the wheelchair events, they had their own courts for more more or less a, a wooden uh, floor. Oh, and the reason is is because um, the wheelchairs would kind of tear up the other um, courts, the roller courts that way, and it's much easier for them to, to move around. Um, for our players, uh, it, it was good because um, they're being able to compete with all the rest of the players from around the world to actually see where they stand uh, in their classes, which uh, as a team, Team Canada, we did fairly well. Um, you know, we had two players that made it to the quarterfinals. Um, so they, you know, they, they made it in the top eight uh, for the tournament. And also for that tournament too, is that you're going to get, um, a lot more competitors coming up for that that would have never been there, um, let's say last year or, or the year before, because now it's an Olympic year. So everyone now is is, is trying to qualify for Olympics. So um, to see that many players come out and and the the quality of play and the talent was uh, was definitely um, something to see. It was uh, I really enjoyed it. And I imagine it gave you an advanced appreciation for the kind of athleticism that is needed to compete in para sports, especially badminton. Exactly. Um, You know, depending upon what category you're in, 
So you, you take a, an SL, uh, an SL four, which is uh, uh, standing lower limb uh, four. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be covering the whole court. So um, if you have a slight disability with uh, with, with movement, um, then that that's your that's your category. But they're still able to to cover. You know the the full full court that way, whereas uh, an SL three is is someone who has uh, not as much movement, and they're playing the half court. So so with that, the rallies are are longer because the court is not that big that way. So a lot of shots going back and forth. Um, the the matches tend to last a little longer, but it's still some good quality play going on there. Talking with Elliot Beals, who's the head badminton coach at Winnipeg Winter Club. Badminton is a lot different in terms of its cultural significance in Asia than it is here. In China, Japan, it's it's enormous. In Canada, it doesn't have nearly the same footprint. Could you feel that when you were there? Oh, for sure. So uh, just to give an example, so being in Japan, so Japan now has it's, it's actually the the powerhouse of uh of badminton in the world, whereas most of the players um, that are winning the tournaments, uh, the top players in the world, are from Japan. They used to be China, but now Japan has the, the top players uh, in the world. So at that tournament, um, Japan they they sink a lot of money into their to their national uh, badminton teams with para or just uh, the regular badminton players. So um, they would bring these kids in uh, from the schools. So it must have been about 2,000 kids that bring it to the stadium, and they would just be chanting uh, for uh, for Team Japan that way. Um, and it, it made it seem that that live event that you would have in um, in the other sport um, besides para, um, just regular badminton, that people would come out and watch and play. They would chant during the during the rallies and matches. Uh, almost like you would find at a soccer game, you know, that would be be held, you know, Premier League. So um, very entertaining that way. Um, it actually gets you into into the match, and it's uh, it's just great to see. So compare that atmosphere to what we're going to be seeing coming up at the national and paranational badminton championships here in Winnipeg coming up. Still expecting a, a great atmosphere for that too. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we're going to have uh, uh, Canada's top athletes for senior and, and for fair badminton. Um, you know, we're, we're still trying to, to get more athletes to, to come out and play para, where, um, whereas we don't have uh, the same amount of para athletes as we do with the senior, but still it's going to be some high-quality uh, badminton being played on the para side and also on the senior side. So on the senior side, we'll, we'll have our... Um, athletes who are again trying to qualify um, for uh, Olympics, uh, the athletes who uh, spend most of the year traveling overseas, playing all the international uh, tournaments and, and doing well. And we also have the uh, juniors who will play uh, the senior uh, nationals, uh, up and coming um, players who are, again, our best juniors in Canada and who have traveled the, the world playing um, the international tournaments for, for junior. They'll also be playing this tournament, so it's, it's going to be a, a great event. And 
for those who don't know badminton, it's uh, it's a good chance to see the the sport of badminton and how it was really played. It's it's not your backyard sport. It's uh it's 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 fast. Um, there's uh, a lot of long rallies, a lot of short rallies, but uh, it's uh, it's very entertaining and very exciting to watch. And there are going to be names at this tournament that will be in Tokyo this summer, right? Yes, there will be. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, we won't have. I don't believe we'll have our top female, um, Michelle Lee. Uh, I believe she's still traveling uh, overseas, uh, but we should have our, our top doubles team. Uh, and we have uh, again our, our top singles uh, player, senior uh, Brian Yang, who just crossed over from junior into into senior competition. Um, he is one of the players that you would want to see. Uh, he's only, I think, right now 17-18, but uh, he's, he's one of our, our best players. Um, we have a mixed team that should be coming that, uh, again, should qualify for for uh, the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, a lot of lot of good players to, to watch. All right, Elliot, I appreciate your time tonight. Good luck at this tournament. Great. Thank you. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?